0: All right. So here's a little story about a colleague that I had when I owned the gym down in Melbourne. So upstairs from our training space, we had two little treatment rooms. These were maybe six by four meters. So really small. And a guy that we knew was previously working with another physiotherapy company and they had a falling out. So he came to us and we knew him already, but he came to us and said, look, I want to rent out one of your little rooms upstairs. I can't remember the exact price that we ended up renting this out for like the sublease agreement. But I do remember fixing up the lights, fixing up the paint, all that kind of stuff. It might've been like $400 a week. Anyway, he started to treat patients in there, right? As a, as a clinic, a physiotherapy clinic, two days per week. And on the other days he was gone. And the reason we knew this was because I was in the gym coaching a lot of the classes, a lot of personal training, and I would see him come and go. And I knew that there were only certain days that he was in and the rest of the days he was gone. And it turned out he was spending all of this other time networking. So this dude would get in the car, drive for hours. He'd drive across town. He'd drive out west. He would fly to Sydney. He'd fly to Brisbane, meet rugby coaches, meet other gym owners, meet doctors, all to meet people and build relationships, right? And then he would come back and he'd treat in the clinic on those couple of days well, then a couple of months, he decided to lease the second room and he hired another guy. And both now they both were doing the same thing, going out, networking, coming back and treating in the clinic. Okay. Fast forward a couple of years. These guys got so busy. They left that space. This was while I was still down in Melbourne. They left, they set up their own space independently, right? And that continued to grow. I think at this point, that thing's at about 22 25 employees they've got two different spaces one of them's got a whole kind of gym uh, attached to it i don't know the exact figures on the business i don't work with them professionally or anything like that but what i do know is if you run the numbers on 20 plus employees in a physiotherapy osteo type of clinic you're looking at a multi-million dollar practice now the the point of all this is at the same time there are other physios down in melbourne who i knew personally who had their business right and they have not grown since that time now not everybody wants to grow the business but you know it's these guys stayed exactly the same There's, there's several of them and the question is is the 10 to 15x growth that our friend has seen because happening because he's 10 to 15 times better as a service provider And my belief is that no, there's no way that he's 10 to 15 times better. He might be a little bit better, but I know for a fact that a lot of them are great physiotherapists. A lot of them can help you with pain and injury. He is a good physiotherapist, as I'm sure his staff are as well, but not 10 to 15 times better. The difference is from the very beginning when he started the business, he recognized that the marketing that he was doing was His business. Okay, so he may not say this, but from my perspective, it's very clear now and it was very clear then. He is a marketer and a relationship builder who happens to practice physiotherapy. Okay, so we're gonna break this down because this is very important. This will be important for your business as well. He could have marketed a gym. In fact, he did open a training space later on. He could have marketed a running store like the, the business I had. He could have marketed an ice cream shop. It doesn't matter because the way that he behaved, marketing, the marketing was his business, is his business. And while he mostly used offline methods, he could have done online and methods as well. He could have done it in any number of different ways. So he's not the only one. So a little while back, I started working with a client, kind of an independent consulting client. So basically, that means they're not in Creator Club. There's a couple of businesses that I work with independently, typically a fair bit bigger, but in this case, they own some studios, right? Some fitness studios. And basically what we did was come in and do a like a world building complete strategy. So character building, the bringing out the world itself, um, clarifying the offers and bringing them out, inserting things into the timeline so that there's story driven content that they can use. Uh, connecting with allied worlds through collaborations and events with other businesses in the area, whole bunch of stuff. And then of course the content on the output side so that all of this stuff is kind of communicated. But anyway, it's basically a lot of marketing and this, we're talking like maybe three or four weeks of this process. So a marketing, a big marketing and world building push. And we're seeing the attendance rate from the customers jump by around 70% in this space of time. Now, if it's a Globo gym, 24 seven gym, you don't necessarily wanna have attendance go through the roof. For a community gym you do because it signals demand, which you can then use through a number of means to create more demand. So it's a good thing, right? Now, would they're also seeing ex-clients, past members from other studios who are sitting on the sidelines watching all of this unfold and message them and say, Hey, can I reactivate my membership? Right? Okay. So this is coming from a push on marketing. So the offer is the same. The marketing has changed. So this brings us to the question for the gym manager or the studio manager or the yoga studio manager, whoever's managing the place, what is their business really? Is it delivery? Is it the class? Is it the programming or is it marketing? And you could argue a lot of people will that the delivery is what gives the client the result. So therefore, that's the most important. But then I would ask, well, surely it's the marketing that brought the client in to be in the position to get that result from the delivery. Marketing is the business and they happen to deliver yoga or fitness or strength training, whatever it is that the studio does. Okay, now. We're going to go slow here because a lot of people won't like this. You might not like this. It is the same for you, though, no matter what it is that you do. If you own a gym, run a podcast, you know, if you own a retail store, if you're an employee, even, you are a marketer. Marketing is your business. World building is your business, okay? Sure, you've got a particular style of coaching. You've got a creative service, brand service, whatever it is that you do. Even if you got a job as an employee, but your main gig, the thing you need to be nail above everything else is your marketing and your positioning, okay? Because if you can do that, then you can do the delivery, right? Everything else is everything else is possible. You can grow, right? Now, side note, we're not saying that the delivery quality can drop. That is a prerequisite, okay? Now, let's look at how this changes things practically. So, most small business owners talk about what it is that they do. They love to talk about what they do. They love to talk about what they're passionate, with. I'm passionate about. I was talking to a coach the other day, he was talking about how passionate he is about certain types of training and certain types of coaching and how passionate they get about certain things, right? Now, they also tend to think, most business owners, that marketing is something that you tack on. You either hire a marketing person, you outsource your marketing, or you do some marketing once in a while. This is what's called a service-centric perspective. I think that my service is at the center. Okay. But let's think about this for a second. That means that all of my attention is focused on my world, what I want, what I like, what I'm passionate about. And by definition, this means that my attention is not on the market, right? It's not on the customer or the client, what they want, what they feel, what they see, where they want to go, right? What their journey is. Now, When my attention is always in my world, that's not a really great place to be in order to attract clients. To attract clients, I want to make sure that my attention is in their world so that I am speaking to them in a way that creates resonance and I can channel their desire towards the service that I've got, right? Let's look at a couple more examples. So I've got a bunch of friends in the fitness world just because of my background, the gyms and training and stuff like that. And some of these people are the most talented coaches that I've ever seen. Literally, we're talking professional level athletes. Some of them have been pro athletes, but even in a gym setting, like very strong, very capable, very, very athletic. But a lot of them are broke because even though they're very good at what they do, Their mind is focused on what they are doing. Their mind is focusing on what they like, what they're passionate about versus being focused on marketing, right? In fact, I've seen some of them personally flat out come out and say that they hate marketing. They think it is the reason why the fitness industry is falling from what it used to be. They're blaming it all on marketers, right? Now, as a world builder or as someone who is a marketer who who sees this, we take a totally different angle. Of course, the quality of service is the prerequisite. We all agree, you need to be really good at what you do. But as a marketer, as a world builder, we obsess about the problems that our dream clients have. We obsess about where they want to go. We obsess about what the best solution looks like for them. We obsess about how we can show them, get into conversation with them and show them that our service is the best solution for them to get where they want to go. We relentlessly study behavior, not what we think, not necessarily even what we believe that they should do or what they should say or believe. We study what they, the clients, the market actually is doing, right? We create stories with our work, we help our clients to create their own stories through the results that they get through the work as well. Most importantly, as a marketer, you are putting the market and their beliefs, their frustrations, their desires first, in front of your own, okay? This will shape how you show up, this will shape how you communicate, this will shape how you build out your world, the offers that you do, everything. So how? The, let's look at how this actually looks Practically. So, most small business owners, let's say a gym, right? Most gym owners will think that they are a gym owner. They will identify as a gym owner. Okay. So, I know this because I was one. I was also a retail store owner and I know a lot of gym owners. I'm a gym owner. Okay. And they typically want to get a sale from a customer. So what this looks like, what this is called is current value, right? The current value, the current monetary value. So they want to sell some protein powder, they want to sell a membership, whatever it is to the customer. The cash taken, right? So that at the end of the day, a certain amount of cash comes through the register or the business does a certain amount of transactions. The world builder or the the marketer, they are creating and building a unique world with that gym right that the client seeks out because they want to be a part of it okay they've positioned the gym as the prize they spend their time the effort the energy sometimes their money to position the gym powerfully over time okay so they don't have to chase they don't have to discount to try to get sales now they also like sales but it's for a very different reason they like a sale because it creates a customer and kicks off a new relationship with that customer that can lead to more possibility over time, more transformation over time, and this has a higher value for the business, okay? So they're thinking current value, but they're also thinking future value, right? The marketer has a completely different perspective on the whole thing, right? The normal point of view is transactional. The market and the world builder's point of view is relationship focused and has an element of what's coming in the future, okay? So you might happen to sell coffee. You might happen to sell chocolate. You might happen to sell life coaching, personal training. You might be an accountant or a lawyer. I've got friends and colleagues in all of these industries. I do business coaching, but the reality is you and I are both first and foremost marketers, right? Marketing is our business. And then we have the delivery, the transformation we help create is also sitting there alongside the marketing in our business. But marketing is our business. World building is our business. Marketing is your business. World building is your business. So having said all that, think about that for a second. And then the question that comes up is, what happens if you give your marketing and your world building, the true attention that it deserves. If you really slow down and get very clear on the emotionally significant problem, the ESP that your dream client is facing, what they are thinking, the conversation in their head, and then you present a bold, elegant solution to them, and then you can communicate this, right? You're creating content around this. You're showing how you can solve the problem. You're showing how simple it is. You're showing how you can guide them. What would happen to your business? How would you be positioned? What would your future revenue look like? What would your growth look like? If you actually put time, the the amount of time into this that it deserves. Remember, our friend who built this multi-million dollar physio health clinic was two, maybe two or three days on of delivery five to seven days off this guy didn't rest on the weekends he was building seven days a week probably still is the guy's an animal but think about the ratio there if you go map this over to your business what would happen if you give the marketing the energy the time attention it needs to get good at it to build your world so that you can flip the script people can come to you into your business world into your coaching world into your service and you don't have to chase okay that's it for today see you on the next episode if this was helpful subscribe to the show forward it to somebody else and we'll see you soon